Welcome, everyone. This is Michael Connell, and you're about to hear The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Hey, Will. Hey, Michael. How you doing, buddy? Are you having a lot of fun? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Today, we're going to ask Will about beliefs and how they affect you, your body, and your life. Let me look at beliefs from a higher level. If you were to give a definition or more clarity on what beliefs are, what are beliefs? To give the simplest answer is their judgments. Their judgments based on variables, judgments based on reasonability, analyticalness, your intellect that is looking at this, experiencing that, and then deciding this, that, or the other is the truth. And what happens from there is you start to become polarized. So for an example, here you are as all the beautiful particles of light, particles of consciousness, particles of oxygenation. And now we're going to get we're going to take that complete openness of oneself. It's like creator before creator ever decided to create. You're that vibrancy, that openness, that radiance. And then looking at situations, scenarios for some, maybe their parents, maybe their siblings, maybe the religion, maybe teachers, whatever it may be, and you start to pull yourself in to decide, aha, this is reality based in all these different variables, or maybe just based on another's word for those you look up to or those you depend upon or give your power to. So beliefs are judgments and How then are beliefs harmful to us experiencing a loving and joyful life? Okay, so let's take it to the basics. For one, you may have a female structure, body structure, maybe a male. Now, let's believe whatever you believe about that. But I want you to feel this out with me. You see, it's a male. Okay, I perceive and believe myself to be a male in a body on a planet. And then by default, you've taken in and taken on at that point all of the baggages, all of the personas, even literally your body mechanics, taking on all this stuff by default to now prove that you're in a male or a female structure in a body on a planet and watching how your outside world sequences of events, scenarios, situations, that really start to come into form because technically it's like everything just got rearranged to support you as creator incarnate commanding that I am a male or I am a female. Now, remember, that's you as creator, and now you're going to add that belief. And now I want you to really feel how much more constrained, contained, 
how much tighter even your body right now just became. And I'm saying by default because it's not now, it's not just about a male, female, and all the meanings. You just took in all the meanings, but there are also meanings based in everything you've seen, ever experienced incarnationally, and also this incarnation of what it means to define yourself as a specific gender. And can you feel how the body cellularly, molecularly, starts to pull in and becoming more dense, more magnetized and polarized to where now you can feel the body is starting to pull in walls going up within the physical structure. Because now by default, we've also perceived I'm a male, I'm a female. I got to be this. I got to be that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And this over here is danger. This over here is safety. So now I need my polar opposite to procreate, to prove my belief system and justification of a self to be true and real. Let's play this out a little bit. I had a public speaking event and I was saying to myself, I am a great public speaker. How would that belief be harmful to me or would it be? Because at that time, you've decided that you're a great public speaker, and then you, by default, start taking on all these mimicking attributes of what a great speaker is, what it means, the definition of it, and then all the way to the personality persona of how we're supposed to carry ourselves, how we're supposed to move around, walk around how we're supposed to be in a certain state of a delivery. And then you start boxing yourself in as that speaker. But then unfortunately, by default, you just polarize yourself from the rest of yourself. And, and also being a great speaker, you can tell yourself that, you can convince yourself of that. And I'll say try to convince yourself because you can't really, unless you have some experience to rely on through the subconscious to say, aha, this makes me a great public speaker. Right. There already is an expectation of what that means if you're saying that. Yeah. And it's kind of tricky, especially the first time, because the first time you don't have any history within your memory banks, subconscious or otherwise, to prove that to be true or not true. So in other words, you're trying to believe something that is technically telling yourself lies with high hopes, with your fingers crossed. If I say I am a public speaker, now that gives me a lot more freedom to express without any baggage being welcomed in to try to have to prove it. It's not a word game. It's a clarity thing. And for even more clarity with the, least amount of energy just be, I do public speaking. Or even I do or I can right. do public speaking because that's true. There's nowhere for the belief systems, the ego, emotions to argue with that. Technically, a public speaker 
if we're going to break it down to its bare minimum again, it's one person speaking to another. Right. That's public speaking. And then it's kind of like relationships. If we break it down to its bare minimum, it all comes back to your ability to relate. Then it goes deeper to, are we relating from the head, the intellect, all the mental sub-psyche jargon of everything you've been taught? Or are we really able to relate from our heart? No matter what we do, when we do, where we do, how we do, that it's constantly being charged from the heart. It has that elegance, that eloquence. It has that ability of receptability because there's no attacks. There's no ego games of being more than or less than. It's the heart is where dear ones can actually hear, feel, and receive you. Because the heart doesn't have walls. The ego does. But the heart does not. Beliefs. Unfortunately, the ego takes it. And and technically speaking, that's one of the main things that fueled the ego in the first place, are beliefs. Beliefs, assumptions with great emotion involved that locked it in. You said, I am a water boy or girl. Now, you as creator commanded that to be so, no different than let there be light. It was never, there is light. It was, let there be light, and light occurred. Now, if you take that into context within yourself as creator expressing through carnate, if I claim and command myself as a water boy or a water girl, now I've unfortunately just polarized myself rather than saying, yeah, I can deliver water. That's one of the many things I can do, but it's not the end-all, be-all of who I am. And if you watch that for a minute, it frees up your thought processes, because if I say I am a plumber, and I say this, not just saying it to say it, but saying it with great force, like this is who you are now, well, everything in your life It's all going to be revolved around that one identity. And then you as creator, I mean, you're going to be proven to be a plumber. And there's going to be friends, camaraderies, clients, whatever, whatever, coming in for plumbing. And it's interesting, right? Because by default, you just created all those sequences of events that come into your life until you finally reach a point of, yes, I can do plumbing. But I can also trim roses. I can be a farmer or farmeress. I can be all this other stuff as well. But I'm not, I mean, really, there's endless of what you can be, including I can say maybe you're going to change your identities from being an ice cream man or woman to a rocket science engineer person. And it's where Everyone has these capabilities and abilities. It just comes to what they're willing or have bought into, taken in, taken on, believed and perceived or assumed to be the truth about themselves. When we are transitioning from the ego mind, evolving our consciousness and vibration, 
are there times in that transition that beliefs can assist us to keep moving forward if we're having a tough time? In what regard, Mike? Well, for example, you shared when I first met you that I was a facet of creator consciousness or I was creator consciousness. You were. Yeah. Everyone, but you know, you were we were talking one on one. And I had no place that any part of me that could understand that. Okay. And so at first when I would say to myself, I am creator consciousness, my body didn't believe it <laughs> or uh-huh. didn't know what to do with it. But at the same time, there was a little part of me that had a perspective of why, how that's the case from some of the other additional information you were sharing with me at that time. So my mind could understand what that meant to give it a reference point. So there's a transition point there where I might be saying, I am creator consciousness, I am creator, but I don't feel it. I, I guess maybe this isn't the best example because since it, you could call it a belief, I am creator consciousness at that time, but at the same time, a part of me did feel that. That's <laughs> true. Okay, now let's stop right there. The mind... Believe it or not believe it, at that point, that wasn't so important. What was important was that part of your knowingness that it was true. The knowingness that it was a fact. The knowingness of that resonation within the very core of your being that way at the beginning started your heart beating, started your nervous systems, started the musculoskeletal systems, started the building of bones and veins and arteries. Now that part is the part of that knowing that you really automatically went to. The mind was then trying to take that and trying to look in all of its memory banks so it could prove it to be true or not true, but this is where we go beyond all the memory banks because the mentally emotional levels, they don't have that capability of basically processing that knowingness of who you are. They're still trying to look around, look inside their archives to see if there's anything within those archives to support that to be true. Now, That's where it wants to support believing it rather than knowing it. Those are two totally different galaxies. I encourage dear ones to say things to themselves like, show me more, show me more, show me what is, show me who I really am. I want to know what I want. And I don't want to want something because wanting is still a state of lack and poverty consciousness rather than you're rising to the occasion that says, you know, I want to know what I want, which means what are my real desires in this body on this planet? What would I really enjoy that it's not like, okay, I want a home. I want a Lamborghini. Okay. I want a this, I want a that because everyone else does that. 
or at a, if I'm at a certain level of financial income, okay, now I, I want a yacht and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's kind of interesting because you may say that to yourself, but you're afraid of water. So, you know, but that's just mimicking the mass collective. I, mass collective's ideal of being abundant. And so that just puts you back on that train track of the mass collective rather than, you know, I want to know what I want based upon how I really feel, based upon going beyond the mental, emotional, conscious, subconscious, perceptional beliefs of mimicking others. I want to know what I want. I, I will feel total love. I will feel exuberance, excitement. I will feel my own benevolence as well as having a blast with to no end. Yeah, that's why when I was even saying it, I realized that this is saying that I'm creator consciousness because it is actually the truth. It's not a belief. Yeah, but it's kind of funny, right? Because go ahead and feel that knowingness that you are a facet of and creator consciousness animating and emanating through the physical embodiment as love, as light, as consciousness, whatever best accommodates you. And let's just take a breath for a moment, allowing the body to do its thing. Let's even take the grasp out of the body to where it's not like you're trying to grasp into it or onto it. And let's just feel, hear, listen. And right now, can you feel that vibrational frequency, that harmonance, even running through the veins, the heart, the arteries, through the skin, through the bones, through the nerves. Yes. Now, let's stop here, take a breath, and let's honor that is you that you're experiencing. It's not a thought. It's not a belief. It's not a persona. It's not metaphysical enlightenment 101. That was you. Metaphysicality is awesome. So with spirituality, on and on. But let's both honor. Those are just new new forms of belief systems. And we just cut through all that stuff. So you could open up, go direct with yourself as creator of all that is. But the ego belief systems don't have anything to latch onto here. Now I'm seeing in, in using even just with the word beliefs or judgments that in the journey of raising level of consciousness, which is opening up the heart, less beliefs, less judgments. It's just the transition is just releasing beliefs along the way. And it's interesting because beliefs will come up, I promise you. Right. But they're coming up to be re-examined, to be re-examined, to say, huh, is that really the truth of myself or not? Am I really, let's just say, 
lovable or based in the womb, based in upbringing, maybe your perception is that you're less than, you're unworthy, and you're unlovable. Well, of course, your outside world's going to mirror and you as creator of command that I'm not lovable. So you're going to have a lot of experiences of perceivably no love until we get to this point and say, you know what? I've been on this interesting wheel or train track and going in circles to where now, you know, I can say, yeah, that was really about mom or dad or whatever, whatever. It could be about religion. It could be about economic status. But we could show points and say, you know what? Huh, that is really not me. How could I be unlovable when the core fiber of my being is love? How can I be unworthy when within myself, worthiness does not even exist? So, of course, I am all welcoming, deserving the best of the best, whatever that may look like for you. That you're no longer being held down by these chains around your neck, your torso, your embodiment that has been being reestablished, reestablished, repeated, repeated in situations that try to prove to you due to a belief system that you're not lovable. Until we say enough's enough. I am no longer willing to accept anything but love. And now we get back into feeling you, not just listening to all the criticizers, not listening to the criticizer in the mind, the ego, that is, that is trying to put you down, make you feel less than, to prove that belief to be a reality. See, the ego, there's not really an enemy here. Ego is just a conglomerate of beliefs and emotional beliefs. That had just been fed and fed and fed and created into a perceivable deity that we can call it tormentors of the mind. We can say a perceivable deity that is walking with you and with a big whip in its hand. That's the whole ideal of the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other, which kind of says it all. It's the heart or it's the belief systems, the mind. The devil, big picture-wise, if we go through those beliefs, from day one, there's been perceivably made up two deities, and they're polarized deities, God, the devil, creator, Satan, whatever, whatever. But the reality, when we come back to its bare minimum, even in the whole Garden of Eden and all that fun stuff. You know, you look at all of that, and you look at the one that ate the apple, you know, the forbidden fruit kind of thing. That was still the ego being created instead of the heart, a separated ego. So therefore, the devil on the other shoulders, no more, no less than just the ego. And then we decide, huh, you know, right now, Literally, you're in the Garden of Eden. It's called planet Earth. And now, am I going to buy into beliefs and emotion or my true resonance of feeling and knowing that I am, that I am, I am creator, I am, not male, not female. I just am. And now look at 
if something is true to you, great. Let's question it. And the thing is, questioning it at times is more of a state, not of doubt, but of taking your power back. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Michael, buddy. Thanks for enlightening us more on beliefs and how they affect us, our bodies, and our lives. It's been a wonderful podcast. And I want to add one more thing. This is where many get caught up. They take the negative beliefs and they attempt to make them positive beliefs. Okay. Now, of course, positive. If we're going to go there, yes, it feels different. Yes, it can even seem to be, well, it is vibratorily raising the vibratory structures in your body, but you get to this point where we get rid of the judgment, positive or negatively polarized, charged, into even the positive beliefs are still just as much boxes as the negative beliefs. So if that's where you're at, yeah. I would have you challenge the beliefs. Maybe even if I'm lo- unlovable, I show me what it's like to be lovable. So you play with that temporarily. It's still kind of kindergartenish, but that's okay. It's a beginning. But then you go, you get to a point where you outgrow it all, and none of those boxes fit anymore. Thank you, Will. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please do hit subscribe and hear more from William Linville. Namaste. Namaste. Have a blast.